Hello everyone, this is Two Guys Five Movies, this is one of your co-hosts Chris. This is Frank. And this week we are going to have Frank give his Christmas horror movie recommendations. Um, we were planning on doing a Third Man series, which we did actually record last week and we had a little mishap. Um, so we're going to be doing something slightly different um, this week, uh, maybe someday if we ever have some kind of Patreon or something like that, we'll upload that, um, what we have of that episode. Um, so... Uh, Frank, just before we get started with your recommendations, um, you know, I've, I've been thinking about like, you know, this list, um, I've seen probably about half of them, I would say, um, and some of those just in the past couple of days, but, um, why do you think, um, there's such a thing with like Christmas and horror, like, that, um, that, that, that's there? I mean, I think traditionally you know, prior to like the commercialism commercialization of Christmas is like a major, you know, shopping holiday. Especially with, you know, Santa Claus and Christmas trees and whatnot. That winter is typically like the time when people would tell ghost stories. I mean, you know, prior to like electricity it would have been the scariest time of the year where you have like the longest nights and you know, it's cold and there's a lot of like inherent danger. Um so I can see from like a superstitious you know, perspective, like, why it would appeal, you know, in a supernatural, like, way. Um, so I think that naturally lends itself. Um, I think there's also something about, like, that commercialism of the holiday that kind of, I don't know, it kind of, like, begs for sort of, like, a dark comedy take on, you know, where it's not all, like, sugar canes and lollipops or whatever mm -hmm. i don't know um gingerbread like there's so do, you, do you think it's like the like that they clash so much kind of like where there's like religious horror like to some degree like that there's um that it's like the the sacred in the um the, the sacred in the profane yeah, yeah, yeah like well you're, you're you're taking something that's inherently good and supposed to be like innocent right and that's what, you know, exploitation filmmakers, like, are drawn to is the idea of taking the thing that is supposed to be the good, like, whatever, the thing that you are drawn to from, like, a good perspective and then, like, twisting it and making it something evil just to titillate and kind of draw people in. Um, one of the common themes in a lot of these movies is the idea that there's some trauma that happened at Christmas that turns someone crazy where they're triggered by like seeing Christmas related things and it turns them into a murderous like monster. I mean, I think that's actually probably like five or six mm -hmm. movies, maybe more than that, that have that at their core. Sure. Um, so that might be something about it too, is that even though the holidays are generally portrayed as like a time of people coming together and enjoying themselves, there's a lot of stress around the holidays and definitely like a lot of people, you know, especially in like the eighties and nineties go into like crushing debt in order to buy presents for their kids and their family and to like have like this quote unquote like magical holiday. And then, you know, they can't recover from it. And I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it, it makes sense in a way. Yeah. Um, in one of these movies we'll talk about, there was actually like a pretty big uproar about the fact that the movie used Christmas as like the focal point and Santa Claus in particular. Um, and it caused the movie to kind of get banned. Yeah. Uh, for, right. for a few years. Um, so I don't know. I mean, people like you, you hear talk all the time about like quote unquote war on Christmas or whatever. Um, which obviously in our country doesn't actually exist because Christmas is pretty like omnipresent everywhere. 
Um, but I can see, like, especially during, like, the early 80s with the rise of, like, the moral majority, how people could feel that this was, you know, in some way trying to corrupt the innocence of, like, the youth by making it about, like, death and horror and sex, right. which a lot of these movies are, are about. Yeah. Um, do you want to go in any specific order with these? Uh... We can talk about the movies where, like, Santa Claus is the killer first, because I think that's, okay. like, the most sure specifically okay. holiday-themed. Um, um, so, which one do you want to start with? So, you have the Silent Night, Deadly Night series. Okay, so that's 1984 is the first one. The first one. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, definitely the most... Maybe not, like, the most controversial movie on this list in terms of, like, actual events that occur in the movie, because I think there's definitely more, like, graphic or... I don't know, maybe not disturbing, but the ones that, that take the idea in a more, like, a darker direction, you know, but series revolves around um, two brothers. Uh, the first movie, specifically about the older brother, um, who has a traumatic experience at Christmas, um, becomes, like, triggered into a psychotic rage during Christmas and then goes around and murders people uh, in a Santa Claus outfit. Um, and then the two subsequent sequels, uh, two and three, uh, follow his brother who witnessed the same traumatic incident. And the second movie actually is like 30 minutes of flashback, which is like terrible. Um, but then it, it's, I don't know. The first movie is actually pretty entertaining. And one of the movies where when I was a kid, like I was always kind of, it felt really taboo to watch it. Just because the idea, like as a child, the idea of Santa Claus being a murderer is like kind of really scary. Um, especially because there's like some inherent, and we'll get into this later with some of these other movies. There's an inherent feeling in these movies that there is something kind of vaguely sinister about a guy that can come into your house. Like whether you want him there or not and is like leaving things and the whole naughty and nice um, list or whatever. Um, it's got some some pretty good like kills in it. Um, for a slasher movie, it's really like right in the heyday of inventive slasher films. Um, definitely the setting, uh, you know, makes it like sort of elevates it a, away from its peers at the time. Um, forerunner to this movie is a movie called Christmas Evil, uh, which is pretty much the exact same idea. That's another one of your recommendations. Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty much the exact same idea where a guy witnesses what he thinks is his mother cheating on his father with Santa Claus as a kid yeah. ends up working in like a toy factory and he's like abused and really sexually repressed. And this really creepy subplot in that movie where he actually has like handwritten notebooks of all the children in the neighborhood where he's like tracking their movements and their actions. Right. Um, and he also ends up, you know, becoming psychotic uh, while donning a Santa Claus outfit and then going and murdering people. Um, saying recommendation is, is, is difficult because like, I think, I think if you like slasher movies, I honestly feel that Christmas evil is the better over silent night, deadly night. Um, because the guy that plays the main character, Harry in Christmas evil is super creepy and like plays crazy really well. Um, silent night, deadly night is more of like straightforward slasher movie. Uh, not as much, and there's no, when I say nuance, there really isn't much nuance in Christmas Evil, but it pretends to have nuance, or at least, like, tries to, like, get you into the mind of this killer or whatever. Like, why he's killing people. Um, you know, but there, there's something, something really unsettling about, 
like Satan, Santa Claus, like murder people. And in those two movies specifically, and the third, Silent Night, Deadly Night, which also introduces some like psychic child, I don't know, subplot, which is weird. Um, they're 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 well done enough, you know. I mean, they're entertaining. Um, if you're not a fan of like the slasher genre, you're probably not going to like be won over by these films. And there's other things you should probably see that are more of like an actual representation of how great the genre can be, but like, they're still good and they're definitely not as schlocky as they kind of are in a lot of ways. They're, they're well done. And there's some really, really cool like scenes in them. So I know I've seen silent night, deadly night, but it would have been in the 1980s that I saw it. Um, so refresh my memory. The one with Santa going down the, 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 I'm sorry, the movie cover. Like the box art. Mm-hmm. The one with Santa going down the chimney with the axe. That's the first one. Is that the I first one? Yeah. Okay. All right. So they, um. Because that's a classic cover. Right. Like, and it was, it was marketed with that as the poster for it. And that's what caused the uproar and it got him in trouble. Mm-hmm. So they had to pull like all the marketing for it. And they basically like, I think it was in theaters for like a week or two. And it made a lot of money in like a couple of weeks in like 1984 money, like a couple million dollars, I think. Yeah. And they had to pull it. And then a couple years later, I don't remember the name of the company, but an independent um, independent release company bought the rights to it and re-released it. Mm-hmm. But they re-released it in, like, the summer, I think. It was, like, in the like the spring or the summer. Um, with the whole, like, this is, you know, the movie that you weren't allowed to see. Right. And yeah. It ended up earning, like, respectable amount of money for as little as it cost to make. But, yeah, that's the, um, the Santa arm coming out with the axe of the chimney. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is there one that has Santa with like a bag and over one shoulder and an axe, like looking at you from like the cover, getting ready to go down? Do you remember that one? I feel like that is also. Is that the second one? Maybe the second one has a gun on the cover. No, oh, okay, right. like a gun reflected in a <clears throat> Christmas ball. Maybe okay. The third one has like the third one's weird. Like you can barely even tell. I mean, aside from the fact that it says it. It's like the the psychic kid's face. Mm. Um, I do remember what you're talking about with the Santa on the roof. That actually also might be... That might be Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like the VHS. Yeah, cover. Not cover, but I remember... So, I know this doesn't happen anymore, but they used to have like actual like video store release posters that yes. were different than... Or like standees and stuff that were different than what the actual VHS box sure. cover of the film... Sure. And I'm pretty sure that that's Santa. I'll have to look that up. That's because yeah. I know I exactly. Very, yeah, I have a very distinct memory of that cover. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I, I can't remember if it's that or not. Because I definitely like. I could be imagining this part, but I also want to say it's like maybe like a like a foot is sticking out of the bag or something like that. Yeah. Um, Again, like because it's it's an illustration. It's like a, yes, a, it is. A, yeah, a painting yeah. of it. So um, it's like a rock. I just watched Christmas Evil yesterday. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a good movie, and like I don't think I'm quite as much of a fan of slashers, probably of that genre as like you are. Like you'll sit down and watch anything, I think, probably inside the well, slasher genre. Um, and um, you know, like I, I certainly don't do that, but um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. Like I th- I thought it was you know, I, for what it was, I, I thought it was good. Like so the the thing that's the thing that I think maybe would have elevated that movie is it's not edited very well. No. It's got like that, like early, late, late 70s, early 80s horror movie editing style where 
scenes just seem to end and there's no like transition yeah. or like logical move from like one you don't get a feeling of acts in those kind of movies where yeah. it's like there's not like this is the first act and this is the second act it's just like jump cuts i guess because yeah. maybe there was I mean, there was no second unit there was nobody to right. do like the you know set up like you know like establishing <sighs> shots like nobody did any of that stuff but, but that dude know. in that movie I don't, I don't know that actor's name the guy that plays um you know harry mm-hmm. or whatever his name is the killer really really good job of portraying like a guy who's both innocent and like wistful and also absolutely like unhinged and psychotic and it's a great like balance in his character and it's such a weird thing to say about like a really low budget schlock movie in a lot of ways but his performance does kind of elevate the movie to something like different than what it would be i mean he's consistently on the verge of tears either out of like anger or sadness or out of like joy at like you know he (laughs) delivers all those presents to the um and then they call it like retarded home but you know the um whatever the mental hospital mm-hmm. and it's just like i don't know so well done and then he goes and stabs somebody in the eye with a wooden soldier yeah um, no I, I i thought it was very entertaining yeah but it's 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 a fun movie to watch and it's good um this guy did not have much of a career like acting career brandon maggart is his name um in a handful of movies but um he played Garp's wrestling coach in a world according to Garp, and that was pretty mm-hmm. much like it, really. Like some failed TV series and those kind of things. Um, so there's another movie that's kind of the opposite of these movies called um, Don't Open Till Christmas, which is another one I really like a lot. It's a British horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, I think same year as Silent Night, Deadly Night. Maybe it is, yeah, it's like 84. 84. Yeah. Um, and that's somebody who's murdering Santa Clauses. Um, because he had a traumatic experience as a child with the Santa Claus. Uh, again, the same thing, like watched his mother have sex with the Santa Claus and it caused him to become like unhinged. Um, a lot of really brutal like deaths in that movie. Um, machetes to the face and like Santa Claus is like roasting chestnuts on an open fire and gets his face burned off. And, um, one of the few movies that kind of breaks the whole convention that, and the British aren't shy about doing this, but like breaks the convention of the idea that the, you know, innocent waif, whatever, is going to survive. Like she'll be the one that makes it out um, and takes this character who's actually like a pretty likable female lead and murders her three quarters of the way through the movie um, in a pretty, pretty brutal fashion. Um, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Santa Clauses getting killed in this movie. Yeah. Like I'd say at least like a dozen Santa Claus deaths. Um, and it's surprising for this time period for Britain too, because this is like the video nasties period of British, um, like the video, British video industry. So a lot of things were getting rated like adults only or just being banned outright because of their content. And for something to be as like brutal as this movie is um, and made in Britain is pretty surprising. But um, again, another one that's like, for a fan of the genre, it's it's really entertaining. Um, some really well done death scenes. Um, it's got a pretty pretty. I wouldn't say cool, but like the twist ending is kind of 
like interesting. Like it, it, it sort of catches you off guard the first time you see it. Um, and definitely like people die that you do not expect to die. And you really like, it catches you off guard. Whereas like a lot of American horror films, like beat for beat, you can like kind of tell yeah. from like the opening 15 minutes, he's going to die. She's going to die. He's going to die. Sure. That's, she's going to live. You're, you know, even there's even characters where, you know, a lot of times like you're going to think he's going to live, but he's definitely going to die. Right. Because that makes, like, the other person living that much more dramatic. Sure. Um, one thing I forgot to say about the Silent Night, Deadly Night series that I really like, <clears throat> um, and this isn't true for the fourth and fifth one, which are Departures, and the remake, too, which is also a departure. Um, the first three movies definitely follow, like, a very specific plot and are all lead into one another. Like, it's definitely a trilogy of films, <clears throat> which is also a weird right. thing for horror at the time. Yeah. Um, even though you could say that Friday the 13th, you know, has some connection from movie to movie, they're more or less just set pieces that are there to, you know, have nubile teenagers get killed. Um, same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, there's yeah. connection between some of those One and movies. three have the biggest connection with the same character. And four as well. Four has characters from three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and five again back with right. one and three. Yeah. Uh, two being, like, the biggest departure from all the... But still, like, sure. really just, like, ways to get Freddy into some intricate set piece to murder someone in their dreams. Sure. Um, but these three movies, like, I... It really feels like they knew from the first movie that they wanted to make three movies. And they knew where they were going to go because they all relate to each other. Yeah. Even though the third one's not a very good movie at all. Like, it still is directly related to everything that happened before let me just stop you real quick just to give people an update. So the Silent Night, Deadly Night movie um, from 1984, you can, um, that's only available to rent right now. It's on YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and Vudu. Um, Don't Open Until Christmas is available on iTunes only to rent. There is a copy of it on YouTube um, that you can see that's of decent quality, um, but it's viewable if you search it on YouTube. And then Christmas Evil um, is only right now available on Shutter and um but there is a decent version on youtube um a decent quality on there and that's where i watched that yesterday um <clears throat> so um go ahead I'll, I'll, I'll keep updating people like where they can find these um and i'll also put it in the description um of the episode uh so there's also um much older movie called silent night bloody night mm -hmm. uh which is got some of the like warhol I guess related people or like Velvet Underground related people in it. Um, like uh, Candy Darling and Mary Warnov and <clears throat> produced by uh, Lloyd Kaufman, who later go on to Troma fame. Sure. Um, another one that takes place on <clears throat> there was a there's a death in Christmas Eve. Um, been a long time since i've seen this movie i'm trying to remember it without looking it up to refresh my memory on the plot um basically people getting stalked through a house on the anniversary of this death of this man who caught on fire um hmm I'm really having trouble remembering this movie. When I was looking at lists of like Christmas horror movies, I saw it, and I saw the picture of the box, and I thought, yeah, like I remember that. Hold movie. on, isn't this the one with the nun? 
Yes. Yeah, I, I saw this a long time ago. It's really convoluted. It's Silent Night, Deadly Night. I just saw the cover of it. Like it's it's the one with the Santa hand coming out of the chimney with the axe. Is Silent Night, Deadly Night? It is Silent Night, Deadly Night. Silent Night, yeah. Bloody Night is like a mansion. It's a very Art Deco like cover to the box. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, don't know, I can't really talk about this movie because I can't really remember it. Like I'm scrolling through the Wikipedia article and it's very very convoluted. I remember really liking it a lot. This is another Two Brothers movie. Um, this is, I mean, this is one that I saw, like, in my early teens. Uh, are you, like, reading the plot description? You have no right. recollection of this I don't, now? but, like, I remember, like, I'm, <laughs> I can remember some of the deaths in it. Uh-huh. God, it's so convoluted. It, it's, yeah, I... I refreshed myself yesterday and still couldn't like piece it together. Like I remember, I remember the nun. I remember there's a police officer in it, um, and I remember that there's like a orphanage, and that's pretty much all I remember about that movie. Yeah, I mean, I probably saw this like in like 1988 or something. So. Right, it's been a really long time since I've seen it. Like I said, when I saw the cover, like I love the cover to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I can recommend it. Okay. I'd like to watch it again. Where's it um, available? Let's see. Silent Night, Deadly Night is... Bloody uh, Night. Bloody Night, sorry. Is available to run on Amazon only. So. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll do that tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And then there's one last slasher movie left. Is that right? Which one? Black Christmas. Oh, yeah. Black Christmas. Uh, yeah. Um... <clears throat> So probably, probably the most famous, I guess, out of all of them. Yeah, so definitely the the original Bob Clark version and not the remake, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, one of the early first person slasher, um, where you see the deaths, like the cameras, the eyes of the killer. Um, pretty pretty solid slasher movie, I I think. I think there's other people that like this movie a lot more than I do. Mm. Um, Every time I bring up this movie, you like low key shit on it in some way. Mm. Like, and not like that you dislike it. It's like, I think it's like, uh, just historically, every time I brought this movie up, it's like, I think you dislike the fact that there's so many people that like it. So I think much. it's, it's not that I mind that people like it. It's that I think there's a reverence for this movie that I don't quite get. Because to me, it does things. There's other movies that do this, things like this better. I feel maybe I don't know. Like that awful movie you made me watch, like um, like a month ago. No, yeah, that's not. That's this is a better movie than Twitch of the Death Nerve, or yeah, Bay yeah, of Blood, whatever, Bay of Blood, yeah, whatever name you want to go by. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. Like, there's there's definitely scenes in it that really stick out. Mm-hmm. Um. In the, what is, sorority house, right? Sorority house. Um, like, the dark, like, wood grain walls and everything. It's it's very, it's a nice, I always like movies that take place in what seem like they should be safe and warm settings, mm-hmm. but involve, like, some horrible act happening. So, you know, him murdering the women in that house, like, in this, like, comfortable setting, 
what well, should be a comfortable setting. It's it, it's it's disturbing. But yeah, because I mean, is it based slightly off the idea of like what is that? What a stranger calls? Is that what that story is? Like with the guy, it's coming from inside the house, basically. Right. Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, definitely when a stranger calls, which is a better movie than Black Christmas, in my opinion. Right, but um, but it's kind of based all around that idea, like you know, which I mean, that's the whole concept of like that idea is that like the place where you're supposed to feel safe, which is your home, is the place you're not safe. Right. Um, which always gets me, and maybe that's why I do like Black Christmas, like or I liked it. I had not seen that movie again in probably ten or fifteen years, but um, um, I really liked it. But I'm also like, like you were saying, places you feel safe, like uh, that 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 touches me. Um. Because, like, I'm terrified of home invasions. Um, it's, like, like one of my deepest fears is the idea of, like, <clears throat> someone, like, you know, breaking into the home while you're there. <clears throat> so, um, maybe that's why I like it more than you do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's... Like, don't answer the phone and when a stranger calls, I think, are obviously the same, like whatever, the man in the attic and the babysitter, like, the calls coming from inside the house type thing, um, that I honestly enjoy more than Black Christmas. I don't think Black, Black Christmas is a bad movie, and I really like Bob Clark a lot yeah. as a director. Um, what else has Bob Clark done? Like, why do I know that name so well? He's a Christmas Story, right? And Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. And, yes, okay. Um, Death Dream and... Murder by Decree, which is like maybe my favorite Sherlock Holmes movie. Um, he did seen, he did Porky's. Okay, yeah, now you're right. Okay, I don't know. He did a lot of stuff. Sure. Um, my my favorite Bob Clark movie is Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, which is one of my like top five zombie movies of all time. Um, really well done movie. I mean, this is. Look, Black, Black Christmas is a good movie. I enjoy Black Christmas, but I don't have the same, like, reverence for it, I guess, that other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's because there was a time where, like, everyone was so, like... I, I don't even know why that happened. There was, like, this, like, weird, like, cultural zeitgeist where, like, everybody loved Black Christmas for a while. And, like, I just didn't understand. Well, it went around for a long time, and I believed it, I think, you know, until I met you, I think. But it's, like, the idea that... um it was the first real slasher movie. Like that's that, that went around like right. for a long time, which is weird because it's so late. Like 1974 is like way after sure. a bunch of slasher movies. Right. Um, <clears throat> definitely other movies that like, I think define the genre. Sure. Um, I think it's really competently done though. Black Christmas. Like, sure. And Bob Clark is a, is a good director. Yeah. And he's a very, like, like you said, competent director. Yeah. Who's made some pretty great movies, some definitely some classic movies. Um, I mean, if you've never seen Black Christmas, it's it's worth watching. It's it's enjoyable. Um, I would tell you there's other things that are the same theme that I think are more effective horror movies, but, but maybe not, not as like well done. But not Christmas really. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's available on um, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, and Voodoo to rent uh, Black Christmas. Isn't it on Tubi too or something? I could have sworn I had Black Christmas somewhere for free. Nah. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I was just on Tubi the other day and didn't see it. So then there's a couple of movies I want to talk about that are like foreign mm-hmm. um, Christmas movies. Uh, the first one is Rare Exports. Yeah. 
which is this insane, maybe it's Finnish or Danish, Finnish, yeah. um, insane movie about the idea that like Santa Clauses are monsters, yeah. and there's a company that captures Santa Clauses and sedates them and sends them out to other, like exports them to other countries, and it's discovered by this family that's what they're like capturing reindeer. Like, they have, like, a reindeer, like, mm-hmm. killing business where they, like, capture and kill reindeer. They poach them, I guess. Yeah. And that's how they find out that these Santa Clauses, and that's how they catch the Santa Clauses. Mm-hmm. Um, full disclosure, a lot of old man penis in this movie because mm-hmm. the Santa Clauses are naked and running around. Um, really, like, funny, kind of. It's a really good, like, black comedy. Um, but weird. Really weird movie. Um, I've only seen it the once. I watched it maybe like three or four years ago when it first was released. Um, Over here? Yeah. Actually, this might have been one of the last things that I got like physical disc from Netflix when I still had like physical Mm -hmm. disc subscription from Netflix Um, with no idea what I was renting and then like being almost appalled at like watching it because it's like pretty graphic in a lot of ways yeah not only with like again like old man penis nudity but just in like the blood and yeah um it's children in peril which is to me like a really effective portion of the horror genre um i know you look skeptical uh, because i watched it yesterday it's just like okay like i'm fine i can see i can see that point of view like dark comedy like all that stuff yeah did you not enjoy it? Nah, not really. It's really? just it's just man. Like uh, okay, I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's <clears throat> if we weren't talking about Christmas movies. There's not a single list that it would ever make sure make it on. Sure. Um, man, I don't know that that would be it would have to be a really specific and weird list to have like <laughs> rare exports, rare exports on, it. on it. I I um, I, it's like uh, my reaction the entire time was like maybe like. One eyebrow slightly raised, slight grimace, but a little bit of a grin. Like, that's... That's fine. And that's pretty much the entire time. I think that's about right. Like, what the hell am I watching here? Although I've been having that experience a lot recently with some of the things you've been making me watch. Right. Almost on purpose, it feels. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's feeling (laughs) like Right? Um, Uh, Next week will be fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think they do a good job of making the Santa Clauses feel, like, menacing and feral and monstrous mm-hmm. um i don't know like it's no, I, I didn't have a problem with that, yeah. it's a really interesting take on it's unique like that myth and i yeah. there's something about whatever like those frigid scandinavian countries where they must like really hate santa claus because there's a <laughs> lot of like anti-santa claus movies that come from those countries sure and maybe that's because that's like the more <laughs> the darker origins of santa claus um, which and then we'll talk about that in the next movie too, which also mm-hmm. is a similar idea. Um, but yeah, but just weird. Yeah, but enjoyable. Like I really I enjoyed it and yeah. kind of want to watch it again now that I'm been talking like mm-hmm. thinking about some of the scenes yeah. in it. And well, it's um it's free on Hulu. Yeah. Um and available to rent on Amazon, uh, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play. So. I feel like it's free somewhere else too, but I don't know where. Not free, but, like, if you subscribe to something, I think it's there. Mm. Um, so then a similar, similar to this is a movie called Scent or Saint. 
mm-hmm. which is also some Scandinavian country, Swedish, Dutch, maybe. Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Um, which is the myth of the Sinterklaas. Um, and how, like, every time that Christmas falls, or Christmas Eve or Christmas falls on a full moon, that the original Nicholas, who became the inspiration for Santa Claus, and his, like, gang of, like, brigands are resurrected, and they come and, like, murder everybody, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one police officer who was, like, around the last time it happened and can't get anybody to believe him that, you know, S- Santa Claus came and... I mean, he's not Santa Claus. He's, like, a center Claus. So he's, like, this Saint, Saint Nicholas, basically, mm-hmm. <clears throat> with his um, guys in blackface sort of um, roaming around and, like, murdering people. Um, again, like not the greatest movie, but an interesting, it's interesting to see different cultures and how they view traditions that we have in this country, like how those original traditions that came over here and kind of got transmuted into what we have as Christmas now, like what they started as the thing that I actually makes me laugh about this movie. Cause I think I saw this movie concurrently when I was like going, watching the office again. So there's the, um, what is it that Dwight calls Blit, Blit, Blitzen? Do you know what I'm talking about? The, the Christmas episode of The I Office where Dwight's got the... Vaguely remember this. Oh my god, he's the the Blitzen crew? No, I can't remember. The Office is not a show that I've watched like um, each episode 20 times, yeah. like some people. So, like maybe two. <laughs> um, that wasn't directed. <laughs> so Dwight, Dwight is like Sinterklaas, but it's the office makes up this other name for him. But he's got his little, the guy that um is his helper in the show when, when he owns the building, he has him coming in blackface and it's ridiculous. Um, but that's, I mean, I guess that's based off of these myths, you know, right. like, because Dwight is, you know, the, like whatever Scandinavian stock or whatever Germanic stock that it's, it's the same myths. Um, but some cool deaths in the movie again like children and innocent people in peril because everyone's just trying to celebrate you know christmas and these creatures can blend in because everyone's dressed up like them anyway mm-hmm. um and then they start murdering people um and again like i i, I like like i'm I, I like the slasher versions of this where it's like there's nothing mystical about it it's just some dude in a santa costume but there's also something kind of to me appealing about the whole like mythological aspect where it actually is based off some terrible monster. Um, we don't have any of the Krampus movies on this list because I'm not a fan of the Krampus mm. thing. And I think that that's kind of like a hipster thing that bothers me. Um, although there is, I think it's called a Christmas horror story or something that supposedly is really good, which is about like Santa Claus fighting the Krampus or something like mm. that. I don't know. It was maybe an anthology. Um, I've never seen it. I actually thought about watching it today, and then I didn't feel like it. Um, yeah, the whole Krampus thing, like, I don't know anything about that. I never watched any of those. Um, I think because you told me probably not to. Mm. But um, it well, seems to me like the first, like, after the first Krampus, like, somehow, like, there's, like, within two years, there was, like, six more Krampus movies. Right. There's a lot that are out there yeah. that use that as, like, a villain. Right. And I feel like they're all basically the same. But yeah. the first one, the first one I remember is the um, Kevin Smith one. Uh-huh. The Krampus horror movie. 
Yeah? I think it's him that directed it. I don't remember Kevin Smith directing any. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure. There was one that came out in like 2015, maybe? Three or four years ago? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um... Anyway, they're just not appealing to me. Um, There's one called Anti-Claws. That's hmm. apparently in development by Kevin Smith. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who did the Krampus movie. Yeah, I don't... I didn't do any research because I didn't think Krampus was going to get mentioned. Um, well, I mean, I mean, people know those movies and that's become like Bloody, part of... Bloody Disgusting has an article up titled Why Krampus is the Definitive Christmas Movie of the 21st Century. That's cool. <laughs> Probably wrong. Bloody Disgusting is wrong about a lot. Um, and a couple other movies that are Christmas-themed um, that I think are worth mentioning are Gremlins and Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Both of which, Nightmare Before Christmas obviously not a horror movie. Gremlins arguably a horror movie. But both take place, you know, around, like, with Christmas as a central theme and the idea of, like, maybe, like, getting what you want isn't exactly what you should have, Um, either because, you know, you feed it after midnight and it tears your face off or, I don't know, because you kidnap Santa Claus and Oogie Boogie gets him. Um, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it's maybe... Maybe one of my, like, five favorite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Really disappointed in myself that I didn't think of this when we were talking about, like, best children's Christmas movie. Because oh, I yeah. think that would be... Right. That would be my answer now. Right. That's the podcast that no one will ever hear. Right, yeah. That we did yeah. last week. Well, let's just say that it was The Nightmare Before Christmas. Sure, that's what I picked. Right. Because that's a much better choice <laughs> than what I actually picked. Right. Um, and Gremlins is, like, one of the most, like, quintessential movies of the 1980s. Oh, yeah. Gremlins um, is... I watched that so many times as a kid. Like, yeah. Like, next to Goonies and the Raiders movies and the Star Wars movies, yeah. like, one of the most watched movies of my childhood Absolutely. is Gremlins. Yeah. Um, and Gremlins 2, which I'm also very fond of, that I know not quite as popular among, like, my, my group of friends. Yeah, no. Gremlins 2 is a really fun movie. It's really funny, too. Gremlins is a much scarier movie than Gremlins 2. Gremlins is like legitimately yeah, sure. Yeah, the one of the most like the best thing that came out of Gremlins too is that Key, uh, Key and Peele sketch, right? Which um, is that's, the, that's the best thing that that's came out of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Gremlin, the, the Gremlins made of electricity and shoots electricity. And it, yeah. yeah, the the but the the first Gremlin movie is a really solid movie, and like I definitely associate that movie to Christmas. Like, um, yeah. it's you know it. it it does a great job of capturing probably what is fake nostalgic memory of what Christmas used to be. Sure. Which is like the snow everywhere and uh-huh. like everyone kind of just in their houses yeah. and everything shutting down for Christmas right. and, you know, all the toys in the toy store mm-hmm. and the small town setting. Um, Joe Dante is a really good director. Yeah. Very underrated director, I think. Yeah. Um, but Gremlins yeah, is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so this I'm I'm springing on you because I didn't send you this. Uh-huh. There's like just a few movies I want to mention, not really talk about a whole lot, but that take place in the snow okay. that I think are also really good like winter horror movies. Uh-huh. A couple of them because we've talked at length about them anyway, and like okay. The Thing and The Shining. 
Sure. Um, which I think are really good for this time of year to sort of like sit down sure. and watch when it's cold. Yeah. Although, like full disclosure, it's like fifty-five degrees where we're at in right Maryland now. Yeah, right, right now. Uh-huh. Um, there's a couple of other foreign movies, uh, three actually that I really like that take place in the snow. Um, Cold Prey, which is like in an abandoned ski lodge serial killer movie, which is really good. Um, Dead Snow, which is frozen zombies coming to life, like in the snow. Um, Nazi zombies, I'm sorry, frozen Nazi Mm. zombies. To add like another level of complexity to the horror. Um, And then Let the Right One In, which takes place in like the winter. One of my favorite vampire movies of the past like 20 years. Um, All three of those movies are Dead, um, Cold Prey and Let the Right One In are are actually really effective horror movies. Uh, Dead Snow is more like a horror comedy. Um, But really good to watch, like, you know, when it's cold outside at night. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a couple of American movies. uh, Misery, which I think is maybe one of my favorite movies to watch in the wintertime. Um, I think really captures the feeling of, like, isolation and that you get like when you have like a lot of snow and you can't go anywhere this feeling of like maybe this is it like i'm stuck here um and then one of my favorite horror movies which i don't know what list this would ever make so i just wanted to talk about it briefly um called we are still here which came out last year or the year before um which is like a ghost like a malevolent ghost horror movie with a pretty interesting like small town cult twist to it um, but takes place completely over like a winter holiday in like a house that's surrounded by snow and is just really well done. Um, and again, like, so to your original question, like, there was actually one other movie that you sent me. Um, what was it? It was, um, called Dead of Night. Oh, right, right. 45. There's a, that's like a movie of like four different it's stories. Yeah. It's an anthology movie. And, um, there was a segment called A Christmas Party mm-hmm. that you want to talk about. It's another one where it's children in peril. Um, and it's 1945, so it's obviously not, like, whatever, like, cinematically complex when it comes to showing the ghosts or shadows in it. Um, but it's the idea of, like, these kids playing a game at Christmas and this dead boy, like, trying to play the game with them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the way that a lot of horror movies from the 40s and 50s are, it's more about the knowledge of what's happening and what you don't see that makes it scary as opposed to being like overtly scary. Um, like things try to be, you know, in the past like 30 years, the way this stuff is filmed. Um, the movie itself is actually like as an anthology is pretty cool. Like the set pieces, a guy gets invited to a house and it's a Chris, they're all telling ghost stories. Um, and he kind of ends up like the twist is that he's kind of stuck in a time loop where he's like repeating the same thing over and over with these guests, like telling these different, like supernatural stories that they know. Mm -hmm. Um, but this one, and again, maybe because it involves children or like the fact that I really do find the unseen ghost more effective than just like the apparition that sure. Like I'll never find the conjuring or insidious movies scary because like it, there's too much like, solidness to the ghosts in that where I'm really feel like I'm looking at something in a costume. Right. Whereas this, because it's just shadow and light and noise and implication, it makes it like a lot scarier. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I forgot, I forgot to mention that. Okay. So, um, nothing anybody can probably watch it um, because it's available on DVD only. Uh-huh. Um, and even the DVD looks like it's out of print right now. Um, so there's some copies that look like for like 
as low as like $25 and stuff like that online. But um, all the other movies that we talk about towards the end, that's, um, you know, Synth, uh, Gremlins, uh, Night Before Christmas, they're all free on Hulu, um, and they're all available to rent on the major platforms, Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, Vudu, YouTube. Yeah, sorry, I didn't let you do that part. I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I... I really like the idea of like ghost stories at Christmas and we've talked over several podcasts about my love for a Christmas Carol and like why I like mm-hmm. that combination of like the warm, innocent, like friend, whatever, like loving portion of Christmas combined with like, you know, the fact that seriously, this is a time of year where as recently as a few hundred years ago, people well more than a few hundred, but you know, within the past, like, millennium, like, people thought that the world was dying and that right, there were spirits sure. walking all over the place and that you were going to die. Right. And, like, really had the very distinct possibility, if you were, like, sickly or old, mm-hmm. of dying when it got really cold, you know? Right. Um, and it's kind of more difficult to think about that when we're sitting here surrounded by, you know, electric heat and light and we're dressed warmly and the houses are well insulated. But sure. I don't not, know, I, I, I really, not, not this house. No. <laughs> this house is not well insulated. Well, you know, I'm not, like, freezing. Sure. Well, it's also 55 degrees right. here. Um, I really love, like, the winter in terms of, like, horror. And I think that I, I kind of um, wish there were more horror movies made in the winter. Yeah. Or set at least against that, like, cold backdrop. Um, oh, there's also Ghost Story, which I didn't talk about, which kind of takes place at Christmas. Um, based on a Peter Straub novel, which is also really good and worth mm-hmm. watching. I don't think that's free anywhere because I look forward today. Mm. Um, but really, it's really good. It's like for rent on Amazon for like three ninety nine or something. Right. What's so, that? Uh, it's got Fred Astaire, and it's basically there's a group of old men um, who are haunted by a woman, mm-hmm. and then there's like a flashback portion to what they did, and then their sons are also haunted by her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some really good I think it's Rick Baker does the practical effects for it it's got some really okay. good like ghost effects in it what decade was this? this is early 80s I oh, think okay. is Ghost Story right. like okay. 80, 81 okay you've, you've seen the cover it's like a I'm wondering if I've seen it I think you have mm. it's Fred Astaire Melvin Douglas hmm. um, I'll have to look it up and like read into it it's, it sounds like it could be something I've seen like back like when I was you know in childhood and fantastic movie it's got some yeah. really scary stuff in it it's kind, kind of melodramatic because it's just as much about like it's more of, it's much of a mystery slash love story as much as it is like a horror movie but it's really good yeah and it takes place like there's a lot of scenes that take place in the winter okay. so okay um so uh all of those um recommendations um are going to be in the description and where you can look at those will be in the description um any final thoughts at all on no i mean it was um i wish that more i don't know i wish more of the things were readily available for free yeah um there's definitely there's a glut like if you really care of stuff that's like christmas based right now on amazon prime and netflix and shutter um to be hulu like more modern tellings of the same stories yeah i saw there's a lot of stuff on Tubi like that was kind of winter christmas related yeah that's more modern that i wouldn't watch unless you told me yeah some of those things i'm not really a fan of like i i kind of find the direct-to-video style of modern horror 
some some movies can overcome that and I can still enjoy them, but a lot of times like I'll get really bored quickly watching it because it just feels cheap mm-hmm. to me, and that's what a lot of those movies are. So I don't really have much recommendation on, um, you know, like modern. Right. Okay, so um, next week we are going to be doing the top five counterculture movies. Um, uh, we'll be coming back with that uh, next Friday. And then the week after that, we are going to be doing the top five modern westerns. Um, uh, so uh, we'll have a couple uh, top five lists here coming in the next couple weeks. As always, um, you can uh, follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page, Two Guys Five Movies. If you have any recommendations for any specific list you would like to hear, um, you can email us at um, uh, Two Guys Five Movies. That's the number uh, two and five. Two Guys Five Movies at gmail.com, or um, contact us on our uh, Facebook page. Um, other than that, I hope everybody has a great holiday, and um, we'll be back next week. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thank you.